Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, February 12th. On this date in 1809, Abraham Lincoln, who would become the 16th president, was born in a log cabin in Kentucky. And on this date in 1914, the groundbreaking took place for the Lincoln Memorial in the nation's capital. The cornerstone was laid exactly one year later. For your Morning Y'all trivia question on this Monday, on this date in 1993, talk show host Joan Rivers swapped jobs with a viewer. What job did the comedian take on? I'll have that answer coming up, but first, let's get your first alert weather forecast. And good Monday morning team meteorologist Joey Sovan here on what's going to be a wet Monday at times with some scattered rain possible throughout the day. Kind of off and on, won't rain all day long. Just take advantage of the dry time starting out near 60 this morning. We'll be in the upper 60s, close to 70 this afternoon. Can't roll out a couple of isolated storms. Thankfully, the severe weather threat is pretty low. As a cold front moves through tonight, the wind will start to pick up. Showers will start to break apart and sunshine returns by the time we get into tomorrow. We'll be breezier on our Tuesday, a little cooler at 64. And then for Valentine's Day on Wednesday, some sunshine. Chilly start at 39. High temperature in the afternoon at 63. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. We're following a developing scene here from our first alert desk. Now, this is going to be Dorchester Road at Eden Bridge Lane in North Charleston. Police say that uh, they first got to this scene of a serious crash uh, this morning. Now, you can see several police cars there. They're actually blocking off that uh, entire road, at least for now. But what we know right now is that this scene is impacting traffic. We're going to try and get the details on the serious crash. But right now, that traffic is going to be the big story. Let's head over to traffic anchor Alicia Wimberly for a workaround. Yeah, Nick. So this crash was reported in around 4.15 a.m. And I want to jump straight to exactly where you're talking about. So all the traffic on Dorchester Road heading westbound towards Somerville is going to be affected by this near Eden Bridge Lane. So they're rerouting traffic into Eden Bridge and you're going to be spit right back out to Kensington Place. So if you're trying to head towards Somerville, this is going to be affecting you. If you're trying to go towards 526, that lane is open. So keep that in mind if you are headed out the door. Of course, I want to show you a live view so you can see on the interstate. We're seeing no problems, but that is going to affect you if you are headed towards that Somerville area. So expect pretty heavy delays. Thanks, Alicia. We are learning more about a shooting inside of celebrity pastor Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston. Police tell us that a woman in a trench coat armed with a long rifle walked into Lakewood Church yesterday afternoon. The woman had a child with her and started firing. Two off-duty police officers returned fire and did kill the woman. A five-year-old was hurt and is in critical condition. A 57-year-old man was also shot and is undergoing treatment. Pastor Osteen said that the shooting happened while there was a break between services. Police are working to determine a motive for that attack. We're getting a first look at the suspect charge in the death of a Goose Creek man. 30-year-old Devon DeVore is charged with murder in connection to the death of 29-year-old Brandon Cobbs Jr., 
Officers were called out to the St. James at Goose Creek apartment complex Friday and found a man who'd been shot in the head. Police tell us through several leads, officers were able to identify DeVore as a suspect and later arrest him at a house on Milburn Avenue in Goose Creek. DeVore is also charged with multiple weapons charges. The North Charleston Police Department is investigating a deadly two-car crash. It happened around 7.30 last night on Dorchester Road at Brossy Circle. Investigators say two people from one of the cars died. A person in the second car was taken to the hospital with injuries. Police are still working to determine what caused that crash. The victims have not yet been identified. North Charleston police are also investigating a crash that left a person dead and that stopped highway traffic for hours. Officers responded around 530 yesterday afternoon to the westbound lanes of I-526 near Leeds Avenue. Police tell us a pedestrian was hit and killed by a tow truck. The westbound lanes of 526 were closed at that exit for about two hours. The coroner has not yet identified the victim. The Charleston Police Department says repairs on a water main break and sinkhole in West Ashley, that's all expected to last through today. Police say this issue has proven more difficult to fix than they first thought. The water main break happened at Ashley River Road near Heathwood Drive. There are some traffic pattern changes while repairs are happening, so if you're heading through that area, you should expect some delays. The town of James Island also facing an issue with a water main break. The town says repairs to a broken water transmission on Fort Johnson Road and Jefford Street are expected to take several more days because of last night's rain. Charleston Water System will have a mobile board placed on Fort Johnson directing traffic turn on Successionville. Drivers are asked to avoid that area while crews work to resolve the issue. They're also asked to use Camp or Harbor View Road as an alternative route. Happening today, Charleston County leaders are weighing multiple road projects in Mount Pleasant that could impact your drive to work or how you take your kids to school. The goal there is to determine which projects could get funding through a potential third transportation sales tax throughout the county. Autumn Klein joins us live from Mount Pleasant this morning to tell us a little bit more about the projects and how you can share your thoughts. Good morning, Autumn. Good morning, Shelby and Katie. Tonight, county officials will be looking at five potential road projects for Mount Pleasant. They will not be able to fund all five, so they want to hear which road projects the community values the most. These projects include improvements for intersections, bike and pedestrian safety, and traffic congestion relief. Based on feedback they received, they plan to go through with two to three of these projects using the proposed transportation sales tax program, which will be on the ballot in November. This program would provide about $5.4 billion to fund different projects in all five municipalities. The town of Mount Pleasant did a survey and found that the number one issue in the town was transportation, so they want the community to decide how to best improve that issue. For those unable to make the meeting, feedback can also be submitted online. I spoke with representatives from Charleston County and the town of Mount Pleasant who shared their hopes for this meeting. Well, we, we think that's important. We, you know, we... We work, you know, we're citizens. We work for the people. We want, we want everybody to get the projects that they think are the most important for their area. I hope that residents will look at the improvements planned for Mount Pleasant and see that they're critical in order to, uh, critical projects in order to help make Mount Pleasant uh, a better place to travel, a better place to live, get rid of the, some of the major congestion we have. 
The meeting will take place tonight here at Moultrie Middle School in Mount Pleasant. It will be from 5 to 7 p.m. and will be drop-in style for anyone to come. County officials have requested that those who plan on attending park at the back of the school. Live in Mount Pleasant, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. Early voting for the South Carolina Republican primary begins today. But ahead of that, Republican presidential hopeful Nikki Haley made another stop in her home state this weekend. Dozens of people gathered in Orangeburg yesterday as part of Haley's Beast of the Southeast bus tour. Haley touched on several subjects, including former President Donald Trump and his remarks at his rally on, in Conway on Saturday, where he asked why Haley's husband wasn't with her on her tour. Now, her husband, Major Michael Haley, is currently deployed on a National Guard mission. Live 5 had the chance to speak exclusively with Haley, who says her mission is to keep the race for the Republican nomination competitive. Keep in mind, we started at 2% in Iowa, we got to 20. In New Hampshire, they said we were down 30 points, we got it to 43. The goal is to keep it competitive. And so that's what we want to do in South Carolina. So we keep it competitive, and then three days later is Michigan, and then later is Super Tuesday. So a lot's going to happen in the next month, but we're looking forward to it. And it's a great chance for Americans to be able to vote, to know what their options are, and to let them know that it's time for a new generational leader. Haley's next stop is right here in the Lowcountry. She's headed to Somerville, the birthplace of sweet tea, for what she calls her presidential sweet tea stop. That event is at the Somerville Country Club at 3 p.m. Doors open at 1.30, and the event itself, as I mentioned, starts at 3. Former President Donald Trump is also planning on paying a visit to the Lowcountry this week in North Charleston for a get-out-the-vote rally. That rally is Wednesday, the 14th, at the Charleston Area Convention Center on Coliseum Drive. Doors for that event open at 4 p.m., while the event itself starts at 7. According to political analysis site 538, Trump is leading the polls with 65 percent of the votes, while former Governor Nikki Haley is sitting at 32 percent. Early voting for the South Carolina Republican primary starts today. Polls open at 8.30 this morning, and they'll continue through February 22nd, with Election Day set for the 24th. Two names appearing on that ballot, Trump and Haley. If you did vote in the Democratic primary earlier this month, heads up, you cannot participate in this Republican race. You can find your nearest polling location by heading to live5news.com. Just look under the big red box. A bill that would change how unemployment benefits work in the Palmetto State passed nearly unanimously in the South Carolina House of Representatives. The bill would base your maximum unemployment benefits on the unemployment percentage in the last half of the year. Right now, current laws state the maximum benefits for any given benefit year is either 20 times their weekly benefit amount or one-third of their wages for insured work paid during their base period, whichever is lower. The bill now heads to the Senate where it still needs to be introduced. Trinan Medical Center is planning free community health events these next few weeks. The first one is a hands-only CPR class at James Island Emergency. That training is from 10 a.m. to noon on Saturday, February 17th. The event is free, and you can find a link to register on our website, live5news.com. Just look under the big red box. The next event is a one-day blood drive at six different Trinan health facilities. This event is on Thursday, February 22nd. You can schedule an appointment for one of the drives, also by visiting our website and looking under the big red box. Many local restaurants and bars held watch parties yesterday to celebrate the Super Bowl, and some downtown Charleston business owners took extra precautions to prevent underage drinking. Businesses used a program called IntelliCheck, an app that scans IDs and is able to tell them if that ID is real or not. Whenever an ID is scanned, it'll show one of three colors. If it shows up green, the ID is real. If it's yellow, that means it's expired. If it shows up red, that means it's fake or something's wrong with that ID. 
El Jefe Texican Cantina owner Roy Neal says IDs were becoming harder to recognize if they were fake or not. So many restaurants in the area were able to benefit from this program. If you're coming downtown to enjoy some beverages at your favorite local bar or restaurant, you're going to have your ID scanned uh, to make sure that you're 21 and can operate with the rules that the South Carolina Department of Revenue set for us. So we feel very confident using the program that the city sponsored for us that we're in, it's in place. Neil says that since his system was implemented more than a year ago, it's eliminated any worries he has about underage drinking at his restaurant. Underage people are still allowed to come have fun at their events, like the Super Bowl party. They just have to have their ID scanned and wear a wristband. At the top of the show, I told you that talk show host Joan Rivers swapped jobs with a viewer on this date in 1993. Did you remember that she became a flight attendant for the day? One passenger in particular probably didn't forget it. She spilled a drink on him. Celebrating birthdays today, author Judy Bloom is 86. Singer Michael McDonald is 72. Actor Josh Brolin is 56. And singer China Phillips of Wilson Phillips is also 56. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all. Powered by Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Monday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.